1: Welcome back folks to Paranormal Heart. I'm your host Kat Ward. You can find new episodes on the second and last Sunday of each month on Podbean, YouTube, Fringe Radio Network, and any place you find fine podcasts. If you've had paranormal encounters you'd like to share, you can either be a guest on the show or you can submit them in writing and I'll be happy to narrate your story. And if you'd like to have your very own free Paranormal Heart podcast sticker, Just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com and I'll be happy to mail you one wherever you are on this beautiful globe of ours. Folks, I am so happy to announce that Paranormal Heart Podcast has hit a milestone. Episode 70 is the show's fourth anniversary. So I have to give a very special shout out to all of you amazing listeners around this beautiful globe of ours. If it wasn't for you, the show wouldn't even be around. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for you for all your love and support. And here's to at least another four more years. It's contest time. My mistake is your fortune. I wasn't paying attention when ordering a hoodie, and I ordered the incorrect size. So up for grabs is a men's size 4X Paranormal Heart Podcast hoodie, How do you get a chance to win this one-of-a-kind hoodie? Simply record your paranormal experience and send it to paranormalheart13 at gmail.com and I'll play all of the submissions on the show and add your name to the ballot. Winner takes the prize. The winner will be notified via email, not social media, but once the winner has been notified, the name will be announced on the show as well as on social media. Last day to submit is December 13th. Good luck, everyone. I'm really looking forward to hearing your stories. On episode 70, here to help me celebrate the show's fourth year is my good friend Kat Hobson. Kat is owner of WBHMDB Paranormal Experienced Radio, host of Paranormal Experienced with Kat Hobson, and the voice of Fate Mag Radio, the online voice of Fate Magazine. She's also co founder with her research partner Frank Lee of American Noetic Science Research Studies. A-N-S-R-S. She's had experiences all her life and has over a decade of work in the paranormal field. Kat is an investigator with CASPER, Central Alabama Society for Paranormal Investigations and Research in Pell City, Alabama. She's been featured on the Travel Channel's Portal to Hell, Coast to Coast AM Radio with George Nuri, and so many other shows. I mean Kat's worn so many paranormal hats I don't even know how she does it. So today, Kat talks about a topic that's fascinated so many black-eyed kids. I give you the amazing Cat Hobson. Hey, Cat! Welcome to Paranormal Heart. Hey, Cat! I just <laughs> love that. I All know. Right, I'm so Cat, glad to Cat. Be here. It's been a struggle trying to get our our schedules to uh, to finally match up, but we finally got it. And like I told you earlier, come hell or high water, this is going to happen today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm sorry that you had headaches. I'm appreciative of you fighting through it. Thank you. I would I would always
1: come when you ask. You're you're so awesome. Uh, such a sweet lady. I really do hope we get to meet sometime. I do too. Yeah. That would be a joy. And thank you so much for being on my 4th anniversary episode. Thank you so much for asking me. You know, I love
0: your work. Thank you. So I am really honored to be here, and especially for
1: your anniversary show. Thank you. It's still a still a small podcast I have, but I'm the the followers and subscribers and all that they're slowly growing. But I don't do it for the numbers. I do it because I enjoy it, and you know, um, like to get people to talk about their stories, and so everyone who who are going through similar instances can know that they're not alone. Uh, there's a lot of people around the world who have similar experiences, so um and it's just something I enjoy to do. I love it too. You know you just when you find something that you can do
0: that you feel like helps others, mm-hmm. then it's just the best it, it really is. is yeah
1: i've I've mentioned uh, quite a few times on the on my show that as an investigator, I started noticing how it can have it can wreak havoc on a family when someone is having an experience and the rest of the family just don't believe them they don't support them Uh, I've heard of families um, you know splitting up because someone is going through something that they experience and no one's believing them so they think they're crazy so to have I I just love paranormal shows because like I said before um, people who are going through these know that they're not alone and, um, there are other people that you can reach out to, and it's just it's like a little support system.
0: Well, it is. And I have to say that I love your
1: oats. I love the Canadian accent. Oh, thank you so. And I love your yeah. Alabama accent. <laughs> I do.
0: Well, at least we understand
1: each other. Right? Yes. I've
0: had people ask me to repeat things on my show often because they didn't oh, really? speak
1: Southernese. Southernese. I've never heard of that before. That's awesome. It's fun. I have a listener that called me on Facebook, uh, and we, he calls me often. Uh, he's over in Ireland, and I'm I, because of the time difference, I always miss his call. But there was one day in particular I was actually able to pick up the call, spoke with them, and yes, he had a very thick Irish accent but I was able to understand him and he says I'm surprised you can understand me I said well I really have to tune my ears for it but yeah I can I I can understand you fine speaking of the exorcist
0: house and the experiences there I have friends who filmed the the television show about it and it was really interesting um Christopher Booth and his brother Philip were the filmmakers behind that. Um, uh, Bishop James Long was the exorcist for that. They did an exorcism of the land, not not, not the house. They weren't exercising anybody. Mm. But Chip Coffee was there as a medium. It was a big to-do. And I was so surprised that they did that because i would have just left it alone <laughs> you know <laughs> because there you know there the exorcism that took place you know it's a true story and the the exorcism took as far as i knew so i didn't understand why they were going back to do that but i guess just clearing the land so that if there was something attached there maybe that had something to do with it maybe any stragglers oh <laughs> apparently um some of the people involved felt that there were mm-hmm. but they're not now well and of course now it, if i'm not mistaken it's been torn down i'm not sure
1: oh has it i don't know i haven't heard
0: I have to look that up well torn down or not i'm not going <laughs> <laughs> amen sister There's, There's some things you just don't mess with. No. I got to think that something, a location
1: where something of that nature occurred would be top on my list. Yeah. Like you and I were discussing earlier, I have uh, people that I know who take care of the more, uh, uh, well, demonic cases, and I am fine with not doing that. Um, Knock on wood, I've never had any experiences with anything extremely negative like that. And I'm really okay with that. So people who do handle that, uh, kudos to them. I have so much more respect for them uh, because it's not something that I want to do. Um, Me either. And I, I am part of the Dominion ministry,
0: which is a group of people who reach out and say, if you're in this area, can you handle that? And I was actually placed in that group and I'm not really sure how that happened.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> but um, they were going I think by skill sets instead of do you like doing this? Nope, don't put me in. Yeah. But but I learned that there's it's not really something that it's a calling. You can't run from it. Definitely. If yep. you have the skill sets, then you have the skill sets. So there you go. But I, I choose not to do that. It's a little scary.
1: Yeah, that uh, that does scare the heck out of me too, um, not going to lie, uh, with, you know, minor spirits, you know, the little bit of investigating that I do with the team that I'm with, I'm okay with that, but uh, uh, anything more than that, and it's like, no, uh, we know people that we can call in for that, and I'm not going to go mm-hmm. near it. <laughs> yes, and, you know, there's a lot of negative
0: things, or things that are perceived as negative too that aren't. But if it's something that you know is going to be a negative experience it can just be somebody who's having a bad day yes you know a spirit who's just ill because you're encroaching on um, their space or whatever and i cannot always tell the difference i'm i'm really great with energy i'll usually know the difference but i'm not i'm not led to do that as my soul ministry It's
1: my self-practice. Yeah, uh, people who who just jump into it, I I don't think they really know the dangers that are really involved in it. Uh, Like you were discussing earlier about uh, some people studying movies and TV shows, thinking that they're going to be investigators and demonologists and and whatnot. That really scares the heck out of me for those people.
0: Absolutely. You have to be careful what you open yourself up to because Mm -hmm. there is power. There's power in words. There's power in thoughts. There's power in actions. And you also, if you're going to do that kind of work, aside from watching scary movies to train yourself, you um, you have to have a good understanding of what the possibilities are. Because how can you protect yourself if you don't know what you're protecting yourself from?
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And these... Um- movies and, and shows are for entertainment purposes. It's not like you're watching a biography or or something and um, uh, or studying something serious. It's just, it's for entertainment. So how can you actually get an understanding of your so-called enemy if you're studying entertainment? I, I just, I don't understand.
0: Well, I would go out on a limb and say that the film, The Exorcist was not that particular film I don't feel is just entertainment because they followed no. that story fairly closely yeah you know, some changes were made to protect people but a lot of that story is pretty close to true and my grandmother who was new age before there was new age and who was very aware of abilities would not allow me to watch that movie ever wise lady? ever. She, <laughs> I would have been grounded <laughs> till the end of the millennium <laughs> had I tried to. And at that time, that was a long time. Yeah. So, yes, we just entered a new millennium, but that was about 40 years worth of waiting to get there.
1: I've seen the movie back in the day. Uh, my daughter absolutely loves horror movies, and my husband and I won't let her watch it. At least not in the house. Uh, it's like, no. <laughs> There's intent. Be-
0: because you know that that,
1: yeah, because I feel that is um,
0: offering a platform, mm-hmm. as it were, and to negativity. Although,
1: yeah. And I've I've um, I saged the house, especially when, uh, because you can feel it in your house when people yes. start getting, uh, you know, quarrelsome with each other. And it's like, okay, it's time to sage. And then there's just a, a lightness in the house. But I've gotten rid of a few things in, in our houses in the past. Uh, but something like that, that's beyond my pay grade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's above my wanna grade. Yeah, that too. So, <laughs> not my idea of a good time. No. But I so, have had to do something in my own home because somebody cast something here.
1: Really? Was that and, recently?
0: I'm sorry? Was that
1: recently? It was
0: in the last two years. Wow. I had to get serious with it because it was um, it was so freaky because that. Like I said, that's not really what I like doing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my husband was out of town, and I had to have somebody to do it with me because power and numbers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And somebody had to spray the holy water because I have high ceilings. Ah. But um, so I got my research partner, who is Joe Science, to come in and help me with that. And he physically saw what was here, but he didn't tell me while really? was in. While we were in process, because I think he felt that I would lose my focus. Focus is required to do that.
1: No kidding. So,
0: um,
1: after he saw
0: it, he was not slack on spraying the holy water anymore at all. He was, it was very odd because the first time that he went to manipulate the trigger, it broke. That's right after that is when he saw what was here and so he was two fisting the the sprayer to be sure that it would still function because it had to happen it's amazing the difference in the house afterward because i hadn't really felt i hadn't realized how negative it had been feeling but it was extraordinarily so and it was obvious once we got done the whole place was just complete light
1: it kind of sneaks up on you, like and you the- don't... It, yeah, it kind of sneaks up on you, and you don't realize that little by little, it's getting, you know, darker and more negative until, like you said, when everything was, was finally cleansed, then it's like, oh, my.
0: <laughs> I know, right? Yep. And, I mean, I'm not that girl. I don't think that everything is, you know, dark, demonic, whatever. Agreed, yeah. But But that was... I had some help with guidance on that because I did not know what to do and so when I learned it's all about faith and and asking for help and accepting help and being because I was mainly just determined that this was not going to be allowed to continue here
1: and the determination
0: was a helpful factor too
1: I have often told clients when We've had one client in particular that had a different, a couple of different teams go in, and uh, it still kept coming back. And oh. finally realized that deep down inside, she kind of thought it was cool, didn't want it to go away, so it kept coming oh. back. Yeah, and and I looked at her, and I said, okay, do you really want this gone? Because she had three or four children. And I said, because your babies are are being affected by this. And she looked at me, and I said, you need to use your mother voice and say... Get out of my house, and you need to mean it because you need to think of your babies. And then that's when she, it just the switch flicked, and she says, "Okay, get out of my house." I'm like, "No, no, no, mom no, voice, no, no. mom <laughs> voice." And then after that, it's just like, "Get out of my," <laughs> and uh, we follow up, and um, everything was fine. We haven't heard from her in a couple of years, so I'm assuming that it didn't come back. But I always say, use your mom voice, use your dad voice. You know, um, you have to think of your your babies. Yes, and once people realize that, once people realize that they actually have the power, and Mm -hmm. you know, this is your house now, not theirs, then um, a lot of times they're you know, as soon as they realize they can do it, because a lot of people don't think they can.
0: Well, it doesn't. Yeah, if it's just a negative spirit, it does not have to be an exorcism, obviously. No, no, because it's a human spirit.
1: Mm Hmm.
0: Yeah, you do take ownership of your space, and you do protect what's yours, and you take ownership of that. That was excellent way, an excellent way to get that across to her.
1: Yeah, because we kept trying different ways of telling her, like you really need to mean it. And then it just dawned on me, like your children are terrified. That's why you called us, you know. So you, you kind of gotta hit the head on the hit, hit the nail on the head type thing, you know, and say, you know, no more games. You need to do this.
0: Yeah,
1: and That's most uh, mo- cool. most parents, once they realize that you know their children are in jeopardy, are in danger, then the bear, Mama Bear and Papa Bear come out. You know, so you just you just have to do it that way, and that works,
0: yep. obviously for her.
1: Yeah, it did for her. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Well, too cool. Yeah. So, the, one of the topics that we're going to talk about was actually don't know a whole lot about I've heard of but I don't know a whole lot about is black-eyed kids it's fascinating it is I think the first time I I heard about it was was on uh, Steve Stockton's show I think he was talking about I'm like black-eyed kids what are these Uh, quite a few years ago so yeah when uh, a listener because I had put out on social media what would the listeners like you know what topic would they like to hear and someone said black-eyed kids and I'm like hmm I don't really know a whole lot about it Never really talked about it very much on the show and thought of you and asked you if you knew anything about it, and which I knew you did because you're pretty knowledgeable when it comes to the paranormal. Oh,
0: thanks. I've been doing things for a long time.
1: Yeah. But
0: this is not a very old phenomenon. No. You know, it's really not. And the first reported incident in the U.S. was in Abilene, Texas and of course Texas But the the person who did it who had the experience or shared it was was a, a journalist and his experience was in 1996 but the it wasn't reported until 1998 for some reason and his name was Brian Bethel, but he had been out and just you know doing his thing and he was looking for something if i'm not mistaken he was looking for something in his car and somebody tapped on the window and he turned around and there were these two kids i don't know why they seem to travel in pairs it's not always pairs but it often mm-hmm. is and there will be a smaller and a larger and a lot of times they will keep their eyes down or be looking or they'll have their bangs in their face or whatever and they were like you know we need to get to so and so and so and so can you let us in your car can you take us in your car and he was like um <laughs> nope <laughs> <You know? laughs> but he didn't initially have that reaction because he didn't have the the, the fight or flight yet mm-hmm. but when he refused to do as they wanted the bigger one looked up and looked him in the eye and bear in mind that this guy had rolled his window down a little bit so that he could hear them and that got rolled right up and I don't even know how much rubber he laid getting out of there (laughs) I would imagine but um, you know they do they always seem they always seem to have to have permission in fact if I'm not mistaken this incident the the older child or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: said you know you have to tell us that we you know, we have to have permission to get in your car oh actually he used adult language he was like you know we can't get into the vehicle unless we have your permission oh right how many kids do so, you know
1: i'll speak that way
0: <laughs> um apparently
1: that one Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that would be it.
1: Do you know what time of day this had happened? Was it day, evening?
0: It was day. So a lot of people just kind of blew that off.
1: But there
0: are reports in Conwick Chase and in Norwich in England. And, you know, there were reports as far as 1950. As far back as 1950, and then I believe that the comic chase incident was in 1974. That in each instance, it was interesting because I don't necessarily go to the to the people who report it because a lot of times there's sensationalism that goes into the reporting, or they're just looking for their moment in the sun, as it were.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one story when I first started. Looking at this, um, it was really interesting, because I have dogs, and you know that dogs will often just go off in the middle of the night, like their alarm just kicks in or whatever. And this woman had a new puppy, and it just started trying to tear the door down. And she was trying to teach it not to be afraid. So she went to the bedroom door and opened it and said see there's nothing there and so the puppy was not dissuaded because what it was looking for was at the front door apparently because it took off and went to the front door so the owner went to she was going to do the same thing you know, open the door and show him that there was nothing there that could hurt it and when she reached for the door she was like oh no don't do that look through the peephole And meanwhile, you know, she hasn't been speaking. There's no, you know, she's barefoot, got out of bed, walking through the house. So, hasn't made any noise, just been quiet. And so, when she looked through the peephole, she saw two people. And one was a girl, and she just had her head down, just kind of looking. And she had, like, the straight blunt bangs and whatever. And the other was a smaller person ostensibly a child. So even though she had been silent. And. You know, knew they could not possibly have heard. The, um. The older girl. Said we have to use your phone. She knew she was there. And the lady said that she had a voice that was mature, confident, strong and accentless. This was. You know weird, right? Yeah. So, the lady was, like, starting to back away from the door because she was, yeah. and meanwhile, the dog, the puppy, is cowering, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> like
1: a good I indication right there.
0: Go back to bed. Yeah. And um, so, she said that the, the girl started to become stronger-voiced and hostile, and so... The girl said, yeah, we're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? And so the dog starts snarling again, and the woman's backing up to the bedroom, and she's like, but it felt like it was pulling me to the door. Something was pulling me to the door. And it was just like there was this need to go and let them in. And I have heard and read many reports of that compulsion right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it is like a, a psychological tool is being used so to me that just is that does lend itself toward not being just your average kid that's being misunderstood so the um the lady finally said you know i just i went back in the room closed the door and I stayed up all night the dog was in the bed cowering I guess with her her spouse but but the dog didn't bark again and the woman was just like you know I've really I've really not slept well ever since that night and I was just kind of like oh gosh that's weird (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah but over time since this incident, since this phenomenon began being reported, um, it's not always the same. But as a rule, it is. They say six to sixteen for the age group, but I have heard of adolescent males being kind of like they present as like young gangbangers, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they've got the the dark kind of unusual clothing. Their hair is not a normal style. Like there's a normal anymore, right? But yeah, right. but they they just stand out for almost the antiquity of their appearance, and the things are just off. And there's been reports of some of them having, you know, talons for feet or whatever. I I don't know that I put a lot of stock in that.
1: I never heard that's that. A,
0: well, it's a rare report, but they are they are out there. And, you know, and also uh, there's reports of them having horns. So that would give me pause, right? It's like, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, thanks I for coming. To, and truly, I have run across people, and I know your your gifts, you probably have too, run across people that I felt like, were not who they were presenting as people that had the potential to be dangerous. Yes, I certainly have. And I could not, there are two times I've had that I could not get away from them fast enough. And I don't scare easy. I've been, I've been doing this a long time. I know I do my best to protect myself. I'm, I have great faith and I believe that the gifts that I have are to help people with and I do believe in those two incidents that they saved me I don't know what they are I don't know what their ultimate goal is but they there are so many reports of just how serious these people are about trying to get in touch with you
1: have you ever heard of any instances where people have opened the door and let them in and lived to tell about it kind of or or is it just people? The only oh, geeper. Sorry, the only instances you've heard of are just people don't let them in.
0: I have never, and I have researched this because because I want to know too what the outcome is yeah. if you give them access to you. There is not, to my knowledge and through my research, one incident of a report of what happens if you let them in, which would lead me to believe that either no one ever has because they get that visceral fear mm-hmm. kicked in or nobody has ever come through that and you know it's really just to give an example again it's always that this is a little different because but this woman's experience was sitting in her family room when there was a light knock on the front door right and there were two kids a girl who looked about 11 and a boy who was about nine and the girl you know, very politely said, ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mom? Nothing to fear there, mm-hmm. right? Well, the woman said that something in the pit of her stomach was telling her uh, there is something so wrong. So they had a little bit of a, you know, back and forth conversation. And then the girl stepped into the light coming from the house. Solid jet black eyes. The woman said the motherly instinct was gone and replaced by terror i didn't think i'd ever felt in my life and she said that every hair on her arms and back of her neck was at attention so she closed the door to
1: mm-hmm. where
0: just her face was able to stick out why she didn't close it all the way i don't know and the little girl you know, was pleading again please man we're really scared and alone out here we have to come inside please help us And then, like on cue, they both began to whimper and cry, Mm. right? Well, she did open the door, but she realized what was going on. So I I stand, I correct myself. I did find the one case. But um, it's just unbelievable. That's just astounding to me. I can't picture what that woman must have been feeling.
1: What fascinates me as well is... Like you said earlier, it seems to be a relatively new uh, phenomenon. Uh, it's not like it's right. a few generations, you know, we just all of a sudden started hearing about them and it makes me wonder why. And and it's not just North America. It's it seems to be globally from what I understand.
0: It is. Yeah. It has become a global sensation. And like I said, the 1950 and 1974 incidents were well before the first reported incident in the United States. So, by 20 years, roughly, for the 74 to 96. And I have I have really fought to get an understanding on this because it fascinates me. I don't want to find one to interview it, but I I would like to, I don't know, maybe I would like to interview it. But the eyes that they describe, you know, the Solid black, basically almond eyes, right? Um, there's no color whatsoever. It's just a, just black, and I just cannot imagine people not making a correlation between these children and ETS. I have met a child that or a young woman that I believe may have been a hybrid really yes interesting. and it's interesting because I was talking to her mom and I was standing next to Linda Moulton Howe and Linda looked down at this young woman who was wheelchair bound and said oh my god you're beautiful and the girl was like you know All shucks, ma'am. Thanks. You know, and Linda Mm -hmm. said, no. And she looked up at the mother and said, is she a hybrid? And the mom said, she is. Wow. And it was like, holy cow. But her eyes were brilliant and green, right? The most brilliant green I've ever seen. But there's so many reports of, in fact, I have my Al Leon, who lives here in my room, in my office, who has the, the black eyes. And so... I'm just curious. I don't know why they would provoke such feelings of dread. You know, I don't understand that. But a lot of times, people who have alien encounters express that same dread. So, are they demonic? Are they alien? Are they, you know, some new thing? Which it would appear based on the length of time they've been around. We don't know. Because truly, That woman, um, and she goes by Sarah Beth, but Sarah Beth was just sitting there and opened the door. But as soon as she did and the child spoke, um, she knew she she was in trouble, basically. And so, because the girl moved toward the door. And when she saw her eyes, that was it. So, it's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> not just no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You could be Southern, girl. <laughs> but, um, you know, I can't believe I forgot about that
1: case being being a woman who had opened the door.
0: But that's the only one I was able to find.
1: Well, she opened the door, went, but she didn't say come in. So she didn't really give permission Yeah, she to did come not invite in. them in. Yeah.
0: She opened the door and was looking at them. Yeah. So... Good thing. I just cannot fathom. I don't know why they just showed up. I don't know why they have eyes like that. You know, I don't know why they are able to just appear. You know, it's like when I was doing my study on the men in black. It was it was really funny because I thought I was reading <laughs> a Nick Redfern book and I was reading Graham Parker's book. <laughs> And I was talking to Nick about that at an event and I was like, I thought it was you (laughs) He was like no, but that's where I started. So you're doing good. Oh, I was like, oh, cool. Thanks (laughs) you know, but But as far as the men in black they're described as being awkwardly dressed and not Appearing in the least bit normal So is there a correlation there? I don't know, but it does beg the question, right? If you're, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, maybe they're both
1: ducks. But it's but interesting. There's definitely something off about them. Uh, this is simply speculation, of course. But the black-eyed kids, perhaps their natural form—they can't change their eye color, but they can um, manipulate their actual form to look like their children. And that would tell me, if that's correct, that they have studied us and know that. Adults would ha- would have um, you know, their guard down a little more if they if they approached us as children. But yeah, perhaps they just are not able to change their eyes, and that's that's why they're still like that. Again, well, speculation.
0: Well, that's a good speculation because we are very open to helping those that we perceive to be vulnerable. It's it's universal almost.
1: Yep.
0: And yeah, the fact that this woman managed to get out of that situation and like you said she never said come in she just opened the door and you know when apparently she was not letting them in and the girl started to move toward the door so that's when she stepped into the flight and the woman saw her eyes but I think that woman had a narrow escape no kidding in my personal opinion
1: I believe that as well because i don't think these are friendly no why would they need permission and obviously they're looking for something say again sorry what else needs permission to come into your space
0: yeah um definitely think of vampires they need to have permission yeah and that's really the only thing i know of so see this is such an intricate topic Mm-hmm. because You know, you have different things that lead you down different paths. So, it really is my favorite thing to research. And I have, I blame David Weatherly. (laughs) (laughs) Darn him. Thanks a lot. But, But, you know, there are so many people in the field who have researched this, who have opinions on this. And they're really not quite as varied as you would expect with that many people involved. So, the fact that they're negative, the fact that they have to have permission to come in, the fact that they don't have any light in their eyes at all, you know. And the only time that you can really affect the color of the whites of your eyes is through damage or through medication. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have jaundice or something, then they'll go yellow. Mm -hmm. Medication will also turn them yellow. But I have never heard of the whites of our eyes being black for any natural reason. So, and I looked. (laughs) (laughs) I looked because I was like, well, there has to be something simple. There should be something that's, um, you know, known. We have Mm -hmm. been messing with eyes for a long time now. Um, Surely there's something. And I couldn't come up with a single thing.
1: It kind of reminds me. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of. um, I used to be a huge Star Trek fan, and Mm -hmm. um, I don't watch much TV anymore. But all the actors, if they were uh, aliens, you could always tell who they are, no matter how well makeup they were or what contacts they were wearing you could always tell by the eyes it's Mm -hmm. like oh he played this other creature before and you know you'd you'd go on uh, imdb or whatever it's called and it's like yeah sure enough but there's something about the eyes that no matter how much they change them uh you know with contacts and whatnot you can always recognize the eyes and um i don't know maybe the eyes are how do they say that the eyes are the entrance? Window of the, of the soul. Window of the soul. Yes, thank you. Um, so perhaps these—I'm going to call them creatures—don't have souls. I don't know. Well, that's a strong possibility, right?
0: Yeah, because Again, it's
1: speculation, it, but
0: you know, you don't really—they don't get classified as scripted, right? no, because they have human form. But that's the only reason they don't get classified as scripted.
1: I never thought of that.
0: And you know, they're
1: unusual.
0: There's no explanation. They show up and they're. um, At least psychically aggressive. And they they do push people into actual terror and every cryptid just about known to men does that so you know when I started looking into cryptids I I did not know anything. About most of them so when. When I started, I was reading books by people that I would consider experts in that field. I know people say, oh, there's no experts. Yes, there are. There truly are experts in some paranormal fields. If I have a haunted item, I'm mm-hmm. going to um, Johnny. I just cannot imagine if I had an alien question, I'm going to people that I know who have researched this forever and ever amen yes you know if i have a cryptic question i would go to steve stockton or Mm -hmm. or david weatherly or nick or in fact i did go to nick when i had a cryptic question but um you know it's really important to not lock yourself out of approaching those who have so much more experience in the research of the field that you're looking at just because you've heard all your life that there's no, you know, no experts in the paranormal, yes. You know, so sometimes you just have to give kudos where they're due, and just know that
1: that is that there there just may be an expert that can help you. There's always someone think- that has a little more knowledge uh, about everything in in the paranormal. I feel everybody's more knowledgeable than I am, uh, to be I mean, honest.
0: <laughs> I mean, I haven't been doing this very often, but. You know, like I said a haunted object whether it's we had a clock that was involved in a case that we were on and was it a clock or a mirror this particular one was a mirror but you know I was just like we should talk to Johnny's half about this because you know seriously he knows this and then I found a local um, paranormal item collector and so, he's my go-to because Johnny office is a busy man. And, you know, so Kevin Kane has one of the biggest haunted item collections of anyone I know personally that's in this region. And yeah, you can find people that know a lot about you or so, about your topic. And let me tell you, I am not bashful about seeking help with, with things that I don't understand
1: I'm the same way. I have no qualms asking questions, whether it's about paranormal, if I'm at a job, whatever. If I have a question, I'm going to seek someone who I feel has knowledge on that and ask, hey, you know, I'm not shy at all when it comes to asking questions. Yeah, I mean, because we didn't come into this world knowing everything. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Especially some of us would like to wish that we had. <laughs> and some people are convinced they did, right? I mean, <laughs> right. that just goes with it. Yeah. But anyway, it's just really it's just really interesting. It's also interesting that they always seem to feel compelled to tell you that they're not there to hurt you.
1: Yeah. And like that one uh, incident you said that uh, if we wanted to come in and hurt if we wanted to hurt you, we would have broken in. Well, obviously not because you've asked again, can we come in? You know. Yes. Indicating you need permission. So, yes. Yeah. In fact, that's
0: how she phrased it. You know, after she said, if we wanted to do that, we would have broken again. I'll ask again. Yeah. May we come in and use your phone? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, she couldn't come in. And thank God for that,
1: right? Yeah. So. But when you have that much, when you when you're sensing that much negativity and fear, you're not necessarily going to pay attention to the wording used you're not going to be logical about what this child just said, you know, well, I could have broken in, but can I come in type thing? You know, you're, you might not know to, to really pay attention to the words, but your gut feeling always knows. Yes, it does. And, you know,
0: something that I found interesting is that when I was first starting to research this stuff, um, I found articles listed under science and technology. Really? Relevant to the black eyed children. And I'm just like, why on earth would that be listed under technology? Right? Yeah. That's totally illogical. But yet, there it was a couple of times, different articles. And I was like, okay, this is just bizarre. And I think it's very bizarre.
1: That intrigues me even more now,
0: mm-hmm, right? And every time I find something, I, it's like a, it's like a, a trail, a crumb trail. Mm-hmm. Because you just keep getting drawn in. It's it's like, well, okay, well, okay, well, I'll let me see this, and. It's just unbelievable. It just really is because I I had no idea. And there are podcast after podcast after podcast that I go and I listen to. And I am just looking for somebody to say, well, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. And I never get like a detailed a detailed explanation, a detailed idea. But, you know, I hear them called the evil spawn child. You know, I hear them called aliens. I hear it's just all kinds of things and that blows my mind because it's always negative. Yeah. There's never... Uh, there's never anything that is like pro-black-eyed kids, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nothing at all. But the stories, the stories are legion. So, Have,
1: have you I ever just, been able to find out, you said th- the first case that you knew of happened in around the 1950s. Do you know of any event that would have happened then, rather? it's a... A different type of solar flare or whatever that might have happened and all of a sudden these kids started showing up? That's interesting
0: that would be like a portal or mm-hmm. like a a time
1: wormhole kind of a thing
0: mm-hmm. I have not. I have not even looked at that to be quite honest that's brilliant though.
1: Might be something worth looking into yeah
0: Well because I just really think there's got to be something you know these did not just appear out of nowhere hmm although you know the the 70s thing would have been like what was that show dark shadows yeah <laughs> you know? yeah maybe they were Barnabas Collins children yep. I don't know I mean but seriously there's there has to be an impetus Mm -hmm. something that brought this into into fruition and that's a great suggestion i'm gonna take it and run with
1: it if you don't mind i don't mind at all it's like we're brainstorming
0: It. we are yeah i like that
1: because i know some people have said that uh with the mandela effect some people are convinced that it was cern that started all of this and cern has been experimenting uh, i can't remember when they said that it started uh Oh, jeepers. Uh It started earlier than what people actually think. And so just wondering if something like that on Earth, somebody on Earth doing an experiment, or if, like I said, if there was an unusual solar flare or lunar eclipse or something, something well, unusual happened.
0: I think that, um, I think there's a lot that goes on with CERN that we're not familiar with, that we're mm-hmm. not aware of. And... I would not be absolutely shocked to find something correlates there. I agree. But but I also am fairly positive that there is another, at least one. I think three super colliders on Earth. So I had heard there was I, one in
1: North America, like in the United States, but I, think I don't there remember two where. in
0: I think there's two in our hemisphere mm-hmm. so because you know you don't what is that line from contact why build one when you can build two yeah right
1: yeah yeah and I remember reading uh, a few years ago and I can't find that article anymore and I know I read it I'm not totally crazy uh CERN had said uh they wanted to see if they could open uh, other portals to different dimensions. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, you remember reading that article too, or at least hearing about it?
0: Yes, I do. Oh, did. good. Because <laughs> I haven't um, been able to find actually, it. Well, I would imagine it got pulled down because yeah, you know, that's a little bit too much information. Yeah. But I do know that they were seeking. Um, they were seeking to create dark matter. Yep. And dark matter is everything that's not an astral body in the in the universe Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so yeah besides the things that live on the astral bodies but it's what holds all of the astral phenomenon together
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and when I was reading that the first time I ever saw it I was like oh my god so, if we're going to create dark matter, then that begs to ask, what is it going to be gluing together mm-hmm. in those tunnels? I mean, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. What is going to happen? And I do think that there's something to be said for not messing with something that you're not quite sure of. Yes. But um, but then again, I'm an inquisitive sort. So you're a cat. <laughs> I'm fine with them doing it if somebody will just show it to me and tell me what it does. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff, but um, I am. In fact, when they did, I'm trying to recall the time frame when Surin was doing the testing to do that. When the and then they got the Higgs boson. Um, would that not feed with the, the dark matter? It's a creation particle, right?
1: Hmm. Hmm. Also, known as right. it, I think they also refer to it as the God particle. Or in my own particle. Yes. yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and they believe that they made a Higgs boson. Mm-hmm. They say that they found it, but it wasn't really lost. <laughs> right? <laughs> it was not something that they were looking for. They're doing the collisions in order to find how to create. And I would so love to have a full comprehensive education to be able to understand all of the things that they're trying to accomplish there. It's Same so fascinating. Hair.
1: Yeah, I all this science stuff really fascinates me, but it's beyond my intelligence. But I have that, that fascination, that thirst to uh, for knowledge to find out more, but I just can't grasp a lot of it.
0: Well, it's not beyond your intelligence. It's beyond your experience.
1: Oh, I so, never thought of it that way.
0: Hmm. So as you go in and you're looking with a very real curiosity, then you're going to be able to comprehend more and more is you learn the little pieces, right? Mm-hmm.
1: So, you brilliant.
0: And when I get in trouble with stuff, I will phone a friend.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because since I've been doing some of this research, I have made friends um, with people that fortunately don't tell me to go and, you know, jump <laughs> in a lake when I call them with a question because the best person that I ever spoke with who... Taught me that it's okay to ask what I would perceive as silly questions because there's really not one if you're genuine in your quest for knowledge. Was Danton Friedman, who mm. was a nuclear physicist.
1: Oh, I didn't know that and, part. Huh.
0: Yep. And when we were talking about space flights, and yeah, he was very involved in the the hydrogen bomb project, the atomic bomb projects. He was. And he was brilliant. He was a great ufologist. He was a great human. And um, he was from not far from you. But he was, if I was having trouble grasping something, he would say, just throw money at it. Just think of it that way. Just throw money at it. (laughs) We can accomplish anything if we just throw money at it. That's how we got the bombs. That's how we got to the moon. That's how we got the propulsion systems. And trust me, they didn't stop. They did not stop their research. And he was a great friend and a great educator. And he didn't mind me being ignorant on a lot of topics that he was not. He just educated me. Nice. So, yeah, I miss that guy. He hmm. was something else. But the, <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. This is so funny. The very first time, I had messaged him and asked if he could get in touch with me that I would like to schedule... A show with them so he called me and i was in my office doing something i couldn't find my phone i had my iWatch watch on so i answered my watch thinking it was my kids it was stan friedman oh, and i wow. was like oh i'll have to call you right back i am dick tracy and you i have to go get my phone <laughs> and he was like you're what i said i'm dick tracy and you i'm talking on my watch i have to go get my phone i'm so sorry give me two minutes and when I called him back, he said, "What is this, Dick Tracying?" <laughs> I said, "My eye, my eye watch will answer my phone." So that's what I was doing. He was like, "That's phenomenal." I said, "It's not bad." <laughs> so, so that's how we actually had our first conversation, and he didn't run screaming for the door. So it was funny.
1: <laughs> I love that. I
0: just looked so, it up,
1: and he's from my home province of New Brunswick. Yes. Huh. From Fredericton, New Brunswick. Pretty cool, right? Uh, very cool. Wow, I didn't know that. You've blown and me he, away.
0: <laughs> he was the bomb.com. Just one of the nicest people I've ever spoken with.
1: I've heard that from other people as well.
0: Yeah. And like I said, he didn't get frustrated when I didn't comprehend what he was trying to explain. He would
1: just ex- explain it again. Well, he probably saw the curiosity in you, and you generally wanted to know, so that's probably why. I think so. I
0: think so. And when I finally got to meet him, it was just like we had talked to each other forever, and, you know, we were friends. And when he first got to the conference, the airline had lost his baggage, his merchandise Mm. bag, Mm. so he didn't have any books. And he was very frustrated, so... got that taken care of and I went to see him at his table after a lecture the next morning and there were no books. I said, did they not find your suitcase? He's like, no, I sold all the books. Now we can sit down and talk. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, all right, let's do that. Congratulations (laughs) on selling the books. Yeah. So, and I got to interview him the last time right before he passed away. And it was really poignant because he was talking about his parents' longevity and he's like, Yeah. So yeah, you know, they live to be this age. I figure I've got about six good years left. And the following after that weekend, my friend Chase messaged me and let me know that he had passed away in an airport coming home from a conference.
1: Oh.
0: And I was like, Darn it. Mm-hmm. I had so many more things to talk to him about. And I'll get to eventually. That'll be a while, probably. Let's hope. Hopefully, but you know you can never assume, right? So that was he taught me that lesson too. Never assume. Always say what you want to say, and make sure you leave people knowing what you want them to know. Sounds like something my father would say. Say what you mean. <laughs> like don't mean what you say. <laughs> Always. Yeah. Much better than not.
1: Yes, I I don't like it when people are beat around the bush, you know, cryptic about what they're trying to say, and I'm just like, just come out and say it. Yeah,
0: I mean, because, you know, it's not the end of the world if
1: it comes out wrong. Mm. You just restate. Yeah, exactly. So. You're so fortunate to have met him and picked his brain a little bit. I am very fortunate to have met him. He is
0: one of those people that you just would never forget. So. It's, um, what is what is it my grandma used to say? They broke the mold when they made him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My grandfather used to say sweet. that.
0: Yeah, he's very special. He's a very special person.
1: I think he passed, what, 2019? 18? I think 19. 19?
0: I would have to look because yeah. I'm terrible on time. Yeah. I'm one of those people that someone will say, well, what did you blah, 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 blah? And I'm like, uh,
1: I don't really know. So, my mother used to say the other day, and I'm like, Mom, that was five years ago.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. I knew that. And my daughter will also correct me. So, and that's okay. That's my daughter funny. corrects me on things all the time. And I'm just like, you know, the things that really matter, I don't forget. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to have to start doing 19, a little bit. May 21st,
1: 2019. Oh, was it May? Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to start doing some research on the black eyed kids now, and especially when I mentioned about uh, solar flares and, and things like that. If, if you find anything, please let me know.
0: Well, I will. We can just share our information as we go yeah. if you want. Yeah, that would be can, nice. Maybe we'll find something to collaborate on with that. Yeah. That would be fun. Might write a
1: book someday. Never know. Never know. <laughs> never say never. That's true. Yes. Although
0: it's taken me so long to write mine that it's just like crazy. I'll think <laughs> I have it done, and then I'll think, oh well, but then this happened, and you know, I've got to put that in there. It's really crazy. Yeah. How long has it been- finished? I started again. I've had it finished, and I'm revamping. Oh, that's funny. Well, I keep having, yeah, I keep going through my evidence, and I'll find more stuff. So. Definitely have to it's let me know when it's done
1: and published. I
0: will. It's not. I don't think it's going to be a whole lot longer, though. So that's a good thing. Okay,
1: good. I'm excited about it.
0: Now, if other people will be excited about it,
1: it'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if you wrote it, I'm sure people will.
0: Oh, you are too sweet. <laughs> I like that about you.
1: Oh, thank you. But, wow, we both we both have great names.
0: <laughs> and. When I told my husband I said, Yeah, Cat Ward is going to be interviewing me and he was like, What? I said, Yeah, she's another cat. Yeah. I, was like, oh, Ward. <laughs> There's
1: I, two. I am fifty four now, I'm not ashamed to say my age, and I've been called cat since I was I think it was grade three. So it's been a while.
0: Right? Well I will be sixty. Are you kidding on me? November seventh. Wow. So right? And I'm not I ironed every one
1: of those days. <laughs>
0: i don't mind talking about that either
1: i thought you were younger than i am Hmm.
0: nope nope i am a little old southern lady that means i can get away with murder down here
1: (laughs) i love a southern accent seriously oh i have so many friends in the paranormal community uh love listening to i don't know if you're familiar with dixie cryptid uh cam buckner i love that guy um not so much lately, but we used to text each other so, so often and uh, did little video chats, met his wife and everything. And she's like, when are you coming down for a visit? I just, I love the accents. It's just, uh, it's, it's warming. It's, I don't know, there's just something about it.
0: Well, there is, but you know, what's really bad is that we have such a reputation. Mm -hmm. Somebody, I was on the air with somebody and they had had just a, a really bad event happened in their family. And I was like, oh no, bless your heart. He's like, I know what that means. I'm like, no, really, that's what it means is bless your heart. Yeah. What else would it mean? Your family's going through this. And he's like, no, that's Southern. I'm like, well, it is Southern, but you know, it's all about inflection. Mm -hmm. Yes, it could mean something else,
1: but no, it doesn't right now. (laughs) 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 Yes. We actually say that too up here in Canada. Um,
0: Well, there you go. But yes, that person was very offended that I said that, and I was just like, "Well, you probably shouldn't be, but you should be if I say it again after that reaction."
1: (laughs) 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 And you better run, son. (laughs) No doubt. But
0: it was funny because he was just like, "Why are you being ugly? Not being ugly, I promise. It's not a, you know, if I'm being ugly, you won't know it till next week." (laughs) So we camouflage
1: well thank you so very much cat for helping me to celebrate my fourth anniversary uh, of paranormal heart I really appreciate you being on
0: well I was thrilled when you invited me because I like you I like your work thank you I think that you're one of the more there's a lot of really good podcasts out there there are and I think that yours rates very highly Thank you so I appreciate I that. that.
1: Well Colin is a Sam. Yeah. And,
0: you know. It is what it is and you do a good job. Thank you.
1: And I have so much respect for you as well. Like you very knowledgeable in the paranormal and like I told you, you just seem like such a sweetheart. Oh thank you. You're welcome. Before we sign off, uh, would you like to tell the listeners where they can find you? And I will also add links to the show notes so it's easier for them to find. Oh, thank you for that.
0: You're welcome. Yes, um, I host Fate Magazine Radio on Sunday nights. And I also host Paranormal Experienced with Kat Hobson on Wednesday nights on wbhm-db.com. You can also find Fate at fatemag.com dot com and um, you can find us on Spreaker if you forget those (laughs) (laughs) so feel free to but um, we do broadcast through Spreaker so we have um, chat where you can come and get your questions answered and I try to be diverse Mm -hmm. so I just love what I do and I get to talk to some and I know you know this too it's a blessing to do this because I've done it um, in November will be my seventh year. Oh, wow. With paranormal experience.
1: November as well. That's funny. I know, right? Well, we were close. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's really, it's really a big deal because we met, you and I met through Jim when mm-hmm. I was having to start my network. I was having to start my own production. Because I had had a a producer disappear. And that's why, because I am three and a half years into Fate Magazine Radio. And I'm so fortunate because the community of podcasters that we're so fortunate to be part of is a really great group of people. I agree. And... You know, I will always appreciate Jim Mallard for kind of taking me under his wing and showing me some of the things that needed to happen in order to be able to produce multiple shows. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So thanks to him. But he's a great guy. Oh, he's amazing. But I do always appreciate him. And he got mad one time, or he, he didn't get mad, he was upset because I had said, because yeah, it took him a while because I was trying to figure it out for myself and he knew I was trying to figure it out for myself and he knew that it would stick if I did. And um, so he kind of watched from afar and I got a message from him one day that said, would you like some help? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what took so long? <laughs> but he felt like I, when I said it that I made it sound like he didn't Yeah, like he just kind of left me floundering. He did not. I am a, I got this, I got this. Oh, I don't got this. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but but he was my friend and he allowed me to make the mistakes that would stick it in my memory. Yeah, he didn't rush in to save me. He gave me the opportunity to learn. Yep. So he really is a pretty good mentor. That he is. I'm going to just put that out there. I know that you know that too, but not everybody does. But he's
1: a wonderful person. He sure what is. is. I started out as a, a listener, you know, a fan, then we became friends, and then he helped me out with the podcast. He still helps me out. You know, I'll have questions every once in a while. So, yeah, very fortunate. Well, he is a good person, and I'm fortunate too to,
0: to know him and to know you. And the Thank group you. of people that, yeah, we
1: kind of all were doing this at the same time
0: mm-hmm. with the
1: learning. Nice to have that support so. network. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. Because somebody has something to bring to the table. If, you know.
0: Well, it's a bunch of people that were bringing their styles and personalities to the table. Yes, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And I think that was just such a blessing. Cause For sure. Learning together is a good thing. Yes. Well, thanks again, Kat. Thank you. Thank you for having me because, you know, it's been
1: really fun. Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, it's, it was a difficult time because I think we've been trying to do this for what, 2 years? We have. <laughs> but we, we finally have. made it. Yeah. It's,
0: thanks uh, again. Feels like I'm, we should burst into song or something, but <laughs> people will pay me not to do that
1: because of yeah. money. Well, we could sing that song that I told you about earlier, my Black Eye Kids. <laughs>
0: I think that is such a hoot that you Black were Apple. so locked into that. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> I always change words to songs and sing. And I'm not very good at it, but I like to do it. But I like to be silly. Uh,
0: I am I am a terrible singer. <laughs> but I have a good time. Yeah. Okay. I, I just make other
1: people's ears bleed. It's okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you take care, Kat. Be safe out there.
0: Oh, you too.
1: Thank you.